Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at ChampaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Judy was boring. Hello. Then, Judy discovered ChampaCasino.com. It's my little escape. Now, Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby. Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa. Take it easy, Judy. <laughs> The Chumba Life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Old Lady Speaks podcast on black and white and red all over. This is your host, Danny, coming to you for episode number 51. And guys, has much happened in the last week and a half since we last talked? Pretty boring. So boring. It's a boring, been a boring week, man. (laughs) Yeah, let's let's get rolling. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, there's definitely a lot to talk about this week. And that is coming off a week where... (laughs) <laughs> or an episode where we had a whole lot more to talk about. So let me first bring in the crew here of Sam Opressi. Hello, Sam. So fun fact today, we're recording yes. on Thursday and Inter has officially announced that Simone Inzaghi is their new coach. Yes. Um, but of course, the reason that the 5th of May is such a big deal for Juventus is because Simone Inzaghi downed Inter at the last second in a game between Inter and Lazio that gave Juventus the Scudetto. So my question now is, what exorcisms do you think that they are doing in Milan to, like, you know, try to get rid of all that while he becomes their new coach? <laughs> I don't know. They had Conte, so who knows? That's that, that's fair, but... <laughs> We've got Chucks. Hello, Chucks. Hey, let's... Uh... Not invoke any uh, unwanted uh, spirits from Inter uh, to this episode. Uh, <laughs> as a wise man once said, they're frauds. That wise man is Sergio Romero. Hello, Sergio. 
hey fellas happy to be here I, i'm just saying i'm super like it, it is what it is but you know after winning a championship all small teams like they usually like they can't sustain it so we shouldn't be that surprised that you know inter is going through what they're going through they're a small team it happens it happens it's not easy to to maintain a base of of, of success so tough break for for guys in, in milan and it took them what a couple days for the shine of the scudetto celebration to wear off is that is that what it was give or take good good for them good for them anyways as i look on my notepad here in the in the list of things that have happened since our last our last podcast episode i i think it's safe to say that i could have gone a couple pages deeper and i'd still be pretty accurate so the the main the main ones as we'll discuss in a second here is Fabio Paratici is out, Andrea Pirlo is out, and the headliner Max Allegri, he's back, baby, he's back. And as of uh, earlier today, he is officially speeding into the parking lot at Juventus Training Center. So, as I did last week, I will do it again this week. I'll go around the horn this time, starting with Chucks. A quick recap of what was going through your head as everything was going absolutely bonkers in Juventus land. Well, the first thing is he was speeding into the parking lot. He, <laughs> <laughs> is that how he wants to start his, his, his second reign to speed into the parking lot? Yeah, parking ticket. He's not, he's not easing car. into it, Chuck. He's going full blast. Well, I mean, uh, that might mean we have a change in the style of play of Juventus. Then we're going to be gung uh, <laughs> ho. Then, aren't we? Um, God, there's got to be a meme for that, surely. Man, all kinds of activity. It's. Uh, Really, it was, yeah, breathless stuff. I mean, obviously for us, the writers uh, behind the scenes, it was uh, very hard to keep up with just everything in terms of, you know, putting out the articles and, you know, we had the season review going and yeah, it was, uh, or season ratings rather uh, going. And uh, yeah, I mean, that was a lot to keep up with, but seems like the dust is cleared and we can all kind of breathe now and, you know, <laughs> take a step back to assess the, everything that happened. I guess my first thought about this entire ordeal was you know last year we were talking about how we hired Pirlo amongst well, amongst many reasons one of which being supposedly uh, that we didn't really have enough money to hire like you know a top top notch uh, manager which granted there weren't at, at the time I don't remember many being available anyway but still you know we didn't really it was a cash crunch and of course after we read the reports about the COVID COVID financials kind of uh, how much uh, how much of a loss we've made over the last 12 to 15 months, I guess, or 12 to 18 months. So, you know, okay, we don't have money. That's what we said. But then now we hire Allegri, which overall I'm in favor of. But um, we hire him and now we're paying him 9 million euros a year. <laughs> and so I'm like, so we did have money. You know, so I, that, that was kind of the first thing that went through my head. Like, what about the whole financial narrative of, you know, oh, we didn't have money. That's why we had to hire Pirlo. So that makes me kind of, you know, I mean, obviously I don't know all the financials and all the, you know, behind the scenes uh, things happening with the, uh, you know, uh, with the money man at the, at the club. But it, it just, that was my first thought. It just struck me as odd. Like, okay, we're paying him this much money now. It, it seemed a little weird. You know, so yeah, that's, that was kind of weird. But other than that, I mean, yeah, like I said, overall, I'm in favor of having Allegri return. Was I in favor of him leaving? I mean, I've gone back and forth with this, which we'll, we can elaborate on later, of course. But 
yes and no. Uh, yes, in the sense that I thought the team had stagnated quite significantly in his last season and a half or so. But I think it was Fefu that said this, that uh, which is an interesting theory. He said, you know, some coaches are just really a great match for a club. So then once you have that great match, uh, maybe prioritize keeping that match in place and then saying, okay, how can we basically sell players and get the right players in to rejuvenate the squad and, and, you know, get it back to, uh, well, get it back to how we were playing in the early stages of Alevi's era. So, yeah. And, and it's funny because usually I say, um, you know, like I think it was, was from a book I read that said, you know, there are no bad teams, only bad leaders. So usually I kind of put the onus on, okay, you know, the leader is responsible. In this case, the manager is responsible. But in the, in the case of Allegri, I, I kind of thought back about it. I thought maybe, you know, maybe in this case, it was more the team than the leader. But of course, we'll, we'll talk about that later. But yeah, in general, the, it's just the financial bit that most struck me. And and actually to make a quick point on that again, it, it to me, it again struck me that, and I said this, I think last year too, that the main criticism I had of the uh, Birlo appointment was that it just seemed like we had no plan. <laughs> we just kind of appointed him just that day or like that we got the idea to appoint him like that day. It, it seemed to me that we just basically had no real foresight um, on, you know, any kind of long-term direction of the club. And yeah, now getting rid of him and then we suddenly do have money. It, it again kind of strikes me as like, yeah, we really didn't have a plan last year and I'm just I don't know it, it still makes me very uncomfortable that we just I, I still need to be convinced that you know Juventus right now has some kind of a long-term plan and that that just makes me a little yeah a little weary about the club but you know let's see what uh, what you guys think yeah I you know I think it's very interesting the the thing you said about you know we we kind of appointed Pirlo because we didn't have any money and suddenly now we're paying a bunch of money to the guy we had before but you know there's a saying in in spanish that we say a lot here in my country that is essentially uh, lo barato sale caro right which roughly translates to you know cheap stuff ends up being expensive and that's kind of what happened with with juventus right like they they, they were in this financial crunch uh, i mentioned it in in my piece about you know the season ranking uh, the season rating for andrea pirlo you know, whatever spin they wanted to give it, it's it's logical and it's natural. And I think we all agree that Pirlo was kind of like a, you know, the the in-house answer that they had. Like there was there was no way that they wanted him to be the first the first team coach so quickly in his career. But you know, things happened the way they happened. And you know, I as the season progressed, we all realized to a degree or another that he wasn't quite ready for that job. And by the end of the season, I think at least I was firmly in the position of, okay, unless there's someone out there, like a truly elite type of guy, a truly elite can, that can, that is a sure thing, unless that guy is out there, just might as well stick with Pirlo. And turns out that that guy was out there. They, that guy was out there and that was Max Allegri. And, you know, we can obviously, as Chuck said, go into more detail later, but you know, whether or not you do think that Pirlo deserved, you know, only doing one season in the club, I think, you know, when the moment that Allegri became uh, an option again and the moment he wanted to come back, I think it was a pretty easy choice given given where the team is right now 
given what they they really need to kind of keep growing and to kind of get out of this current funk i think it was the good move i think it was the correct move i i really do think that once that option was out there this was the way to go and just because of the money they invested in him just because of the length of the contract which i believe is four years which is pretty a pretty long long-term contract for a manager so I think they they have the trust. I think in what Chucks was saying that you want to see a plan. I think we're we're not seeing the plan quite yet, but I do think that out of the information that we have right now, they definitely want to they definitely want to get out of the wilderness of you know figuring it out as they could, which is you know which is I agree with Chucks is exactly what I wanted to see and and yeah overall I'm I'm pretty happy. Yeah, I was. I, the the overarching feeling for me was really surprise, almost bordering on shock that he ended up at Juve and not at Real Madrid. I was a hundred percent. I was beyond a hundred percent certain that that's where he would end up going. The idea of him coming to Juventus really didn't enter my mind until until it started really hitting the the guys like Romano. The, the day that it really it really picked up i mean it, it it obviously says something to how good a relationship he still has with the club but you know I, i'm i'm kind of a little more i'm a little bit more trepidatious about this i think mostly because i've i mean is max allegri a very good manager yes does he also have his flaws yes have those flaws kind of hung out there yes i've seen and it's, it's kind of weird because I have seen from, and this going from, you know, back a couple of months, because there was a whole thing, you know, there was a whole movement amongst some, certain parts of the fan base to sack Pirlo midseason and replace him with Allegri right there. Like there is a level of hero worship about Allegri right now amongst the fan base that I don't necessarily think connects with reality. I saw one person unironically say that we're winning the champions league next year bar none because of this hire well good then we can start our writing beforehand yeah i know but allegri for all of his good parts he has some flaws and obviously we also don't know what kind of allegri we're going to get this year are we going to get you know an Allegri that spent two years kind of t- taking in football and, and deciding and, and, you know, ruminating on what's going to happen. And, and are we, and get like the, 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 the Mad Max that we got on the road to Cardiff, or are we going to get the Allegri that I believe the, uh, the term that our sister blog Bavarian football works came up with when Allegri was being connected to the Bayern Munich job earlier this year. Uh, are we going to get the Allegri that, whose tactics overarchingly are suicidal pragmatism, <laughs> which just tells you how, how great Germans, <laughs> which just tells you how Germans think of Italy, but it's, it's going to be interesting. There's obviously, there, there has to be some sort of plan afoot, like you said, Sergio, if, if it's a four year contract and, and, you know, to, to, to go on with, with the money bit again, Sergio, that was a good, that was a nice little tidbit. I liked that that phrase. In in the in the entertainment industry and and in film and television in particular, there's a saying that every production has three qualities: cheap, good, 
and fast, and it can only ever be two. So what's it gonna what's the one that's gonna be left out here? I Andrea Agnelli has been going for fast for the last couple of years, and that's been failing. Yeah, I, I don't think we can question which one of those three that Andrea Agnelli wants. <laughs> yeah. But maybe it's time to, you know, I it's time maybe to actually ditch that. And and maybe he finally is. And maybe this, you know, maybe it was, you know, maybe and who knows, maybe Fabio Paratici was the bad was the bad angel on that shoulder. Because when you when you think about it, I mean, Paratici was one of according to the rumors, Paratici, conflict with Paratici was one of the reasons Conte left Juventus in the first place. And it was clear that Paratici was one of the people that was pushing for Allegri to be replaced the first time. So maybe, just maybe, this whole thing with Paratici, and I'd like to get onto that a little bit later in, in the podcast as well, but maybe without Paratici, there's something that, that, that of, a, of a corner that's being turned. That said, we really have to see, because there, I've, I've seen some good things about what the team might look under Allegri. I've also seen some things that really distress me, and I guess we can talk about that in a little bit. But it's it certainly is not... This certainly is not going to be another quick-fire project. This is a this seems to me to be something that, that the team is basically saying, all right, Max, you said you wanted to remake the team last time. Now you get to do it. And we'll see how that works out. You know, that's a really interesting point about what Max Allegri are we getting, right? Like, are we getting the, you know, the guy that took us to two finals, uh, two Champions League finals that really kind of, you know, took that start of of Juventus streak and kind of made it even better, which not many people thought he would. Or are we getting the guy that of that last season, right? That last season in which, Look, I'll be honest. I, I it is well known that I was a, a very much a Max Allegri guy. I I was much in his corner, and after that season, even I was like, okay, maybe maybe there is a need for for a new cycle. Maybe there is a need for for it another like coach. Like he was out to... of ideas at the end of that year. Yeah, I mean, it, and and that's the thing. I think at that moment we all thought this team underachieved. This team is not playing very well. You know, they, they got bounced in the quarterfinals with Cristiano Ronaldo. Like, what, what are we doing here? But I think two years after the fact, I think what we, what I honestly, what I think now is it might not have been Allegri, right? Like we talked about this. It might have been that it wasn't that Allegri was underachieving with the club, is with the team. It's just that the team wasn't really good. And after two years of results with other managers, Perhaps that was the best this team could do. Perhaps that quarterfinal exit was, and it it was in, in a way, as high as the team went. So, you know, because at the time, I agree 100%. He looked out of ideas. It looked like the team was underachieving. It was underperforming. He he needed to go. But now it's like, maybe maybe he wasn't the problem. Maybe the team was, wasn't the problem. And now looking back, it's like that quarterfinal exit, not only did they make the quarterfinals, which they failed to do the last couple of years, but once you look at it, it's like they got bounced by an all-time, now that we look at it, it's like an all-time Ajax team that had this all of this out of the out, like incredible talent that is now all over Europe. And they were all in that one super talented team. Like that loss looks better and better as, as time goes on. It, it really is kind of, 
you know, it's, it's crazy because some people, you know, are kind of like, we had this guy and now we rehired him. Like, what are we doing? But at the time it really was the correct choice. And, and now it's just, it's really going to be interesting how, how with a team that kind of hasn't changed all that much from that, that point, what Max Allery can, can do to it or, or how he builds that team. Like, like you said, Sam, he wanted to rebuild. He wanted to have kind of like his own project. It's going to be interesting how he does it now that in a way he was, you know, he was kind of revindicated. Yeah. And I, and I agree with you, uh, Sergio, that was it that quarter, that quarterfinal exit against Ajax that year. I mean, that was indeed one of the most extraordinary Ajax sides of, I mean, in recent years. And, you know, let's not forget that that side was like seconds away from the final, um, really, you know, inches and inches away until that Lucas Moura hat-trick uh, late, well, the last goal late in the game. But yeah, I mean, it, it, it's strange. Just this whole Allegri episode really just has made me think of, as I said in the beginning of the episode, uh, I always used, used to think, okay, if, you know, if a team is failing, then it is like the leader of the team that um, is, you know, at fault. I remember the book I was talking about now is uh, Extreme Ownership by uh, Jocko Willink and Leif Babin, who uh, they have some great books. They're ex-Navy SEALs. You've, you've uh, mentioned them one or twice. Yeah, I think I have, right? Yeah, I uh, great. I mean, they're really, really good books. I mean, Jocko Willink is like, I mean, he's terrifying, <laughs> terrifyingly uh, uh, looking, but I mean, he's, he's... Yeah, well, they're Navy SEALs. Though. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> Those brothers don't mess around. <laughs> but I mean, they're, they're great guys. I mean, you know, they've they have some great content and I've listened to some of their interviews and uh, of Jocko's interviews. And, you know, he's just, um, yeah, very good principles he uses, but yeah, I mean, his, you know, his main thing was always like, there are no bad teams. There are only bad leaders. And yeah, I, I mean, I kind of subscribe to that as well and transferred that kind of lesson to football as well. But yeah, with the, with the whole Allegri thing, I am indeed, the more I think about it. And like you said, Sergio, uh, the more I think about it, the more it is really like, yeah, that, team in the last season of, of Allegri's reign was probably the very best that team had to offer at the time. Clearly, in hindsight, it was. And yeah, what, is it really just that that was the end of that team cycle and that it just needed to be refreshed? And I mean, clearly, just from the last few seasons of transfer movements, yeah, clearly that team has needed to be refreshed for years now. Um, I remember uh, Hunter at that piece as well, uh, some, a few weeks ago, I think it was, about, you know, this whole Juventus demise was years in the making. So probably from that kind of last season of Allegri, or maybe penultimate season of uh, Allegri's reign, yeah, it was in the making. So indeed, you could argue now that uh, Allegri prob- probably is the best match for Juventus as a club, as a style of play. And now we just need to focus on getting that new, you know, cycle of players for him. But another, another thing I do want to point out, and before we move on uh, to the next topic, is that I think we as fans really have to kind of decide on what type of Juventus we want to see. Do we want to see a club? Because actually, let me back that up a little bit. Because I think, obviously, when we bought Ronaldo, that was that crucial shift in, you know, the club, clubs, I guess, or well, the teams uh, well, and the club, but the team's uh, way of playing in the sense that I got the idea that Agnelli especially wanted this new brand of football, you know, wanted this stylish attacking football. He wanted this, you know, 
modern football, whatever that even means, <laughs> but uh, you know, this modern style of play instead of the, you know, typically Italian style of play, which was very much how Allegri played, which is, you know, we'll make sure we keep a clean sheet and then we'll score a goal and then we'll just make sure we keep clean sheet. And I don't know. I, th- I, I had got the idea that when we sack, sacked Allegri, or well, when he left, whatever, mutual consent, I guess, when Allegri left, that fans kind of wanted that, you know, fans wanted that, okay, we want that, you know, sexy style football. Well, I mean, we've kind of tried it for two seasons and yeah, it hasn't really worked out, has it? Which for a variety of factors, of course, but um, yeah, I think we just now have to decide like, okay, Allegri is coming back. He's I doubt that in the two years he's been gone, he's got this revelation of wanting to play Galacticos football. I really doubt that. If he has, well, then I want to know what he's been doing in his vacation. But I doubt that he's had that type of revelation. So I am assuming that we're going to basically see the style of football that we played during his five years of being here. So, you know, is that what we want or not? I mean, because I see a lot of people complaining uh, on the blog uh, regarding like, oh, we play boring, play boring, we play terrible. Well, honestly, what do you want? Like, do you want this whole, you know, modern, sexy Real Madrid style football, which we're just not built to play, honestly, but whatever, you know, do you want that? Or do you just want the kind of typical Juventus style of play? which is, you know, more aligned to how Allegri play or manages and how we've historically been, really. Yeah, well, you know, I think that's just kind of a big question that we as fans have to ask ourselves, like, what do we want? And then, you know, once we've chosen what we want, then don't complain about getting what we want, because that's, you know, if we want, like, the typical Italian style of play, then don't complain about if we get that, you know? Don't be all like, ah, oh, no, I want us to score, score five, six goals. Well, I mean, that's not us, really. So, yeah, and I mean, I've had to kind of struggle with that question myself as well. Like, oh, what type of Juventus do I want to see? And all things considered, I think, uh, yeah, bring on Allegri. <laughs> I'm, uh, I'm cool with that. It, it's Festivus in June. Chucks is airing all of his grievances. Yeah, yeah man, hey, it's the summer, you know. It's, uh, <laughs> I mean, spring cleaning, summer cleaning, whatever, you know, you just take it all out. All of the garage sales, you know, take it all out. <laughs> It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say, your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at chumpacasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. In terms of Allegri, you know, like, like you said, Chuck, I don't think we're going to see somebody who's suddenly revolutionized his own way of, of thinking. But at the same time, you know, is, it, is he going to, say, still be on the more conservative side or will he have a little more leeway in terms of how he, how he plays? And, 
you know, we, we remember when he, we, he switched to the four, three, four, two, three, one, and all of a sudden Juventus's season just absolutely exploded and they went on the run to the final. So, you know, is he going to be that same flexible kind of guy, or is he going to be more of the, like we said, maybe not to the extreme of a suicidal te- pragmatist, but really, and we can, we can use this as a little bit of a transition to kind of how Allegri's viewing this team is that now, obviously, besides the $9 million a season that's been reported, the four-year contract, a big part of what we've heard about Allegri's return is that he's got more say in terms of how everything is being constructed. And obviously, it's going to come with, at least for now, a new sporting director, a new number two, and who knows if Pavel Nedved will still be around by the time next season starts up. So... I guess what are, what are you guys thinking in terms of how how this is coming about? How big do you think Allegri's voice in the roster construction process will be? Obviously, today we heard reports after he came speeding into the parking lot that this was a day where he met with the new Juventus front office to to put things together in terms of a transfer plan and and everything. So, uh, what are you guys thinking in terms of what Juventus might look like a few months from now? Well. A lot of it depends on one really big thing, which is one really big salary, one really big salary and whether or not it's on the books, because uh, ha- having Cristiano Ronaldo on the team is going to have to affect how, how Allegri plays things. You know, if Ronaldo's still on the team, you would think he might end up going with the four, three, three. He, he did last time. And, you know, with all the reports being that he wants Paulo Dybala extended you know, that the year that Allegri had Ronaldo, Dybala was kind of forced out to the right wing. That didn't work very well. It was probably Dybala's worst season with Juventus until this one. Um, you also, you know, there's the the idea of a 4-2-3, uh, the idea of the 4-2-3-1 coming back with Dybala kind of tucked in as the Cuartista slash second striker. Um, I personally think that the way this this team is set up that's pr- probably the best way to go right now because, you know, you have to accommodate Federico, Chies- regardless of what happens with Ronaldo, you have to accommodate Federico Chiesa and Dejan Kulusevski on this roster. They are really building blocks that you need to have minutes on. And Allegri loves to tinker. You know, we saw it with Federico Bernadeschi so often that he loves to tinker with guys' positions, but I really don't think that's a good idea, especially not with guys like Chiesa and and Kulusevsky. I think that if you put them up, you know, if we get a a 4-2-3-1 with, you know, with Dybala in the hole, Morata up front, and or any other number nine that they come across, and Chiesa, Kulusevsky, or Ronaldo. The thing about that is if you have Ronaldo in that system, you're going to have to make some sort of big sacrifice to cover for him defensively. And that's what you, what the, the big question is. And again, why the big question is Ronaldo, the other, you know, but other things that I've been looking at, like I saw, I saw at least one, I saw one report today. It was on football Italia. I forget which source they were going off of with that. That said that, that somebody thinks that, Allegri prefers bringing Marilyn Pjanic back to trying to sign Manuel Locatelli, which, 
you want to talk about Allegri's warts, there's one right there is that he doesn't let the he, he doesn't like the younger guys. But the, the the other thing that I really wonder, you were talking about the the rest of the front office, Danny, is you know, here comes Federico Cherubini and and that's a a big you know, obviously that's a huge change. The, the question is that I have is is that really the best way that Juventus could have gone in the front office? Because Cherubini, his his part, his his responsibilities with Juve have largely been dealing with the youth sector and the under twenty three team. That hasn't exactly been the most productive of of pipelines for Juventus, and I think Juventus has a problem when it comes to be going internal too much. Like there isn't necessarily a guarantee. I mean, obviously Cherubini could end up being a Beppe Marotta level executive and, and that's would be wonderful because we really don't know how he's going to approach this, but you know, maybe this was a time to maybe go outside the organization a little bit. You know, the, the team is, is notorious for staying within the family especially at the boardroom level with, with, you know, staying within Exor, but maybe it was maybe, and and obviously I'm going to give Chodobini a chance, Uh, but a friend of mine, and this is not, this is, this stems out of a a discussion that I had with a friend of mine on the Juventus club empire state group chat that we have, but you know, what it, 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 it's worth wondering whether or not that was the right move or whether you might want to have wanted to spice it up a little bit. Obviously, the other thing being with Allegri, if Allegri does have that kind of a say, because we all remember, you know, years ago, Allegri for two years begging this front office for a trequartista that never came. So we'll, we'll, we'll definitely have to see what effect he does have. But it's going to be really interesting. We're probably not going to find out a lot about the midfield until after the Euros, because... Uh, rumor has it that Sassuolo does not want to sell Manuel Locatelli until after the Euros, which is a smart idea on their part, because if he plays well, that's another couple million dollars onto his fee. And it will depend on whether or not Cristiano Ronaldo is on the team, because if Cristiano Ronaldo is on the team, Allegri's plans will likely, likely be a lot different than if he ends up playing out that last year of his deal. Yeah, I, I completely agree with you in the sense that until we know what happens with, with Ronaldo, you know, pretty much every conversation could go any sort of direction, right? I mean, we just don't know. That's going to be the big domino. And whenever that is decided, I think we're going to have a much clearer picture of just financially speaking, what what they're going to be able to do in order to retool the squad. For, for what it's worth, you know, 20 minutes ago or so, Nicolo Shira. Skira, I, I don't know how to pronounce his last name, but anyway, he's reporting. You had that, it right the first time. Okay, cool. You know, he's reporting that that both Allegri and Cherubini has confirmed that Cristiano Ronaldo could leave Juventus if a good bid arrives, which apparently a good bid is thirty mil. Which honestly, if if Cristiano Ronaldo is such the money maker everyone wants him to be, thirty mil seems like a bargain. But whatever, that's neither here nor there. Yeah, that um, that, that, that figures for the amortization. Amortization. Yeah, exactly. This is a capital gains thing, right? I mean, yeah. you know. And a. And I've also heard I've also heard reports today that Ronaldo's entourage had started speaking with PSG. 
Hey, but, listen. Who knows, but but that's but that's a wild. And I think that was one of the Spanish newspapers, which, yeah. you know, reliability is on the lower end of the scale there. But PSG is one of the few teams that could actually make that move. So that's the uh, that that's a, uh, you know, but obviously many, many salt grains there. Yeah. And, and mean, we still don't know where his cars have gone. I was just going to say it, man. <laughs> I was just going to say it, man. Gotcha, Chuck. You're becoming hey, listen, slow PSG, in your engaged life. PSG, 30 mil, all those Instagram followers. You, you know what I'm saying, man? I mean, you 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 can quite literally buy that for 30 mil. But, you know, anyway, going back to it, it's, it's going to be very interesting, number one, because of that. So that's going to determine the financial aspect a lot. And it's also interesting because of who Allegri is and who he was famous for always kind of going with the flow and making the best out of his squad and changing formations and being this flexible type of guy that maximizes the potential of the squad, as Sam was saying. So there's literally, it could go any sort of ways, shape or form. Like I wouldn't be surprised if every everybody's on the table. Uh, apparently, you know, it seemed like Dybala was in the outs uh, in Max Allegri's last season. Now he wants him to, to be like, apparently project like it could go in just so many directions and i think it's going to depend a lot more on that on the financial side on the what happens do we keep ronaldo do we not keep ronaldo who is going to leave apparently demiral is most likely going to be one of the guys that that gets sacrificed uh, i mean i think that's going to really really just really put put a frame put like a framework on what is going to be available for the team this summer because if for whatever reason Ronaldo is still here I just don't really think that that there's going to be a, a ton of a ton of leeway financially speaking and if there's not a lot of t- of leeway w- despite the new coach despite the new front office despite the new everything I think I think we're going to a fairly similar version of what they already have kind of like run it back and see if, you know, the fifth time's the charm or whatever. So, uh, you know, the, the one thing I think that I wish the Euros were not happening because that's just going to delay the whole process. And as someone who does not care much for the Euros because, you know, whatever, you know, I wish that wasn't in the way, but, you know, it is what it is. It's it's the summer break and they have to do it. So, so it's, it's definitely going to be interesting. The, I, I can't foresee a quiet summer to be honest with you guys. Do you think, and I'm sorry to interrupt, but I'll get to, I'm sorry to cut you in front of your turn, Chucks, but I just wanted to ask a question for the table. You are forgetting. Um, Do we think that the 9 million is a sign that Ronaldo is more on the way out than staying? Or do we think that that's just... Agnelli and or Exor decide somebody else at Exor deciding to try to open the taps a little more in that on that one line. Honestly, who, who knows, man? It, it could go either way, like because it in a way it would make sense, right? Like you know, you like you kind of know already you get rid of that Ronaldo wage bill, so you you can afford to give him a little bit more money. But I mean, who knows? It wouldn't surprise me, especially because you know we can we can talk about you know what happened with or dearly departed Fabio Paratici. But the, the thing is his project, his idea, his whole, you know, Cristiano Ronaldo plan was most decidedly, it definitely had to, to be made with the idea of a, of a, 
of a Juventus stadium experience and all these things. So game day, like they bumped up the, the price for the tickets. Like you have to imagine they had that idea in mind. And, you know, from a business perspective, maybe they're thinking, hey, next year we're finally going to be able to do that. Why don't we keep Ronaldo and actually do the plan that we wanted to do, commercially speaking? It's just, it, it again, who knows? It could go so many, so many, so many ways. And it's just going to be really interesting to see. Yeah, I echo that. Yeah, who knows? I think, yeah, to your question, Sam, I think it really depends on how much Allegri was earning when he was still manager under uh, Juventus for those five years. I don't know how much he's earning. Um, if anybody does, that'll be... <laughs> Certainly not $9 million a year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I imagine. I imagine not that. But I mean, I don't know if he was earning six, seven, then I guess... I guess it just depends. To me, I guess my answer would be, you know, it, it just depends relative to his old salary. I mean, if it's, if this is like a tripling of his old salary, then yeah, wow, that, you know, that does say, that does say something. But if it's like, a, I don't know, you know, 30, 40% increase or 50%, whatever type of increase, if it's a marginal-ish uh, increase, then then maybe it's just, you know, him negotiating a higher salary. I, I do remember it's kind of, uh, kind of unrelated, but I do remember reading this, uh, this, article about a study that found that the more you switch jobs, the easier it is to negotiate a higher salary because it's like with a new employer, you kind of start from fresh. So you can say like, Hey, you know, I, I earned, I don't know, uh, 23 and all dollars an hour at my previous job, but you know um, I think I'm worth, you know, 30 or something. I don't know, but I, I just remember reading that. So like, you know, from job hopping that, that helps your salary or something, but yeah, just to uh, add kind of what, to what you said previously, with Allegri. Oh man, I lost my train of thought. Oh yeah, no, no, <laughs> almost lost my train of thought. Uh, I think in terms of who's, you know, who's up in the air for being like transferred out and stuff, it's it's kind of like, I think Hunter said it again. <laughs> I quoted Hunter twice today. I hope he's proud. You know, basically everyone is on the table except De Ligt, Chiesa, and I guess Morata has just been extended for uh, another year. I think that's Almost not official. officially, not officially, but we're basically as you may. I mean, I, I think that's just basically formality. I'm, I'm taking it as a formality. So, you know, with Morata, so basically really those four players uh, besides them. Oh, okay. And Cuadrado, I'd say, and possibly Danilo, but yeah, except for them. I mean, really everybody's up on the table. So yeah, I mean, who knows <laughs> in terms of personnel, who knows what, who knows what type of strategy Allegri wants to take? Because I remember when he first signed for Juve, the very, very first season, his approach, which I thought was brilliant, was basically just take what Conte's strategy or his, his formation, his tactics, basically continued that for the first few months. He's like, okay, you know, I'm, I'm new here. Let me just do what he was doing and just do that for the first few months while I figure out, you know, what, how I want this team to look like. And then he slowly morphed his team into, you know, how – with on his kind of you know his team his Allegri's team and I you know I thought that was a very good approach and just a very measured approach and I'm trying to think okay if he did that this time what would that look like well yeah it, it, I'm not really sure because Pirlo's style of management or style of play is I guess so different from what Allegri wants right so it would yeah I don't think that would be very feasible so yeah who knows who knows if it's straight out of the back going to be you know Boom, Allegri's Juve, or if it's going to be Pirlo lights and slowly morph into that. I think it'll probably be the first, but, you know, let's see. 
All right, time for some Twitter questions here. First one from at Arthur Schmidt the fourth. Which player on the current roster do you think will see his role increased and or performances improved with Allegri now as manager? I, I think one of the guys that is going to improve on their Allegri and it's almost just out of like a, a dead cat bounce type of situation. I think Rodrigo Bentancur is probably going to going to improve because out of all the guys that that are on the table, I, I'm, I'm guessing he is on the table in terms of being transferred out. But financially speaking, because of that weird deal we have with Boca Juniors, I don't think he will be. But I think he, he's just going to improve because I doubt that after a year of failing miserably as that kind of like holding midfielder position, I'm assuming that Max Valeri will will finally kind of feel him where he's more comfortable in that box-to-box mid-situation. And Allegri always spoke highly of him when he was kind of coming up on the ranks with Juventus. So I, I would say I would say him. I think he's definitely going to improve more because he cannot have a worse season than the one he already had. And also because I, I do think that Allegri will will you know deploy him in a in a way that better suits his skills. So I'm going to go with Bentancur. I think that's a really good pick. I also think that, you know, if the if the rumors are true that Dybala will stay and potentially extend, I, again, like you said, dead cat bouncing, there's no way a player as good as Paulo Dybala has a worse season than this one unless he ends up missing the entire year due to injury again. You know, and he's had magnificent seasons under Allegri before. Yes, he had a really awful year that last year with Allegri, but I that I personally think that had to do more with the 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 fact that he had to be shoehorned into places that he didn't that he didn't shouldn't have been in in order to accommodate Ronaldo. So as you know, as long as he's staying around. I I think I I would expect a, a bit of a resurgence from him. Um, Bentancur is actually playing right now as we speak uh, against for Uruguay against pa- uh, Paraguay in the Comebol World Cup qualification. So um, fun fact, yeah, I, would, uh, I think indeed that is a good shout with Bentancur as well. I would actually maybe even go for Rabio Adrian Rabio because I think the key theme is really just that. Well, to me anyway, is that uh, midfield will probably be the biggest focus, uh, of course, as it's been, you know, the bane of our existence for the last few years. In terms of defense, I mean, there's, I mean, Danilo had a great season. De Ligt had a pretty strong season as well. I mean, Chiellini, I don't know how much he has left. I mean, supposedly he's going to stay, but, you know, again, how fit is he going to be able to play? Bonucci, a big question mark around him as well. So I don't know. I, I, I'm not really looking at defense too much. Cuadrado had a great season too. So um, yeah, that basically to me leaves midfield and attack. And yeah, I'll, I'll go for Rabio because I think just with the emphasis being on midfield, I think surely of anyone, Allegri should be able to figure out the midfield, like figure out a way to... Uh, I mean, if they stay, of course, but figure out a way to get Rabio and Bentancur to uh, coexist um, effectively, be it in a two-man or I would assume in a three-man central midfield, since we've seen it not really work in a two-man central midfield. But basically, I just think he'll be able to figure out uh, the midfield. I think someone like Rabio will really benefit from that and um, show, you know, a season of real consistency, like actual, you know, actual consistency. 
All right, I know we touched on it a little bit, but from at Lindsay21, can anyone compare or contrast the coaching styles of Max Allegri and Andrea Pirlo? Well, one guy had like eight zillion years of experience and the other guy didn't. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I don't think it's fair to to say that one way or the other just because there's still such a small body of work for for Pirlo and you know, it, it, it's going to take him getting another job and seeing what he can do maybe with players that are not as talented but better suited to what he wants That uh, to see exactly whether or not his style is, you know, how, do, how his style does stack up against coaches with more experience. I, I don't think it's an answerable question right now. You know, when you have a – you know, when you, you always in grade school, when you're in math, you have that little unit on too much information, not enough information. This one is definitely a not enough information one for me. I just don't think we have the data. Yeah, I, I tend to agree just because of, of how, like we talked about, right? Like Max O'Leary has done everything and, and anything. Like, could he deploy a type of four two? three one type of thing that's sort of kind of is similar to what Pirlo was doing with the double sure he has done that in the past but he's also played you know a more straightforward four three three he's I mean he's played pretty much played every single way so so yeah I agree with Sam I don't think we know for a fact what we're gonna see from Allegri I think it's just definitely going to depend on how the roster looks before the season starts like once once we have a set roster then we're gonna have a much better a much clearer picture of what Allegri is going to end up doing because unlike other system coaches, he doesn't have a, a set system. So it's definitely going to be a lot more about what type of players are, are wearing, you know, black and white when the season starts. What was it that he said very famously his first year, 4-3 and then we'll see? Yeah, pretty much. I mean, that, that's, that's, that's exactly kind of like who he is as a coach. So we'll see indeed. All right, from at DJ Abides, is Juventus in better or worse shape than when Allegri left? And how do you how do you see the current roster fitting his coaching style? I mean, defensively, clearly in worse shape. Yes. Um, yes. Know, <laughs> like, <laughs> grotesquely, like, clear to uh, much worse shape defensively. And, oh, fun fact, Ben Tancur just received the yellow card. Hmm. Well, there you go. Um, but, uh, yeah, defensively really poor. Oh, so, uh, Tuesday? <laughs> uh yeah in terms of midfield and the rest of the team yeah no yeah i think overall actually really just in worse shape because like i said in his last year of 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 being a manager that was like the the trough i think that's just the word of that cycle of players you know that was like the lowest you know that was the decline of um you know that group of players but it hasn't really changed too much. I mean, there's still a lot of those players are here, you know, Bonucci, uh, Chiellini, and, you know, Pjanic only just left and supposedly he's coming back. <laughs> um, we'll see about that, I guess. But yeah, I mean, we haven't really refreshed too much of that group of players. Yeah, that fundamentally. So that makes me think that the problems of then are still the problems of now. Um, so yeah, I would, I would say probably in worse shape. Um, not that that's the end of the world, but 
I mean, I have faith in Allegri. He can figure something out. And obviously, we have a transfer window coming up now. And I think the management has kind of gone to the point that, okay, we got to change some stuff now. But um, yeah, I think overall, probably in worse shape. Yeah, I would agree totally. I mean, not only that, not only on the field, but also in terms of the ability to change the shape that we're in. I mean, and... And I know I said, I said this earlier on in the, you know, at, at the very beginning of the season, when I, 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 I wrote an article questioning the Ronaldo signing at the time. And I said, and, and the one thing I did say was that there is absolutely no way that the team's directors could have anticipated the most, one of the, you know, perhaps the biggest global catastrophe since the second world war to, to kind of come around and, and, and take a, a, a hatchet to the team's finances. But not only do not only is the you know is the roster not really as good you know the and the the deficiencies of the roster are still the same because there's still you know the midfield is still badly in need of of shoring up i i feel like the defense is there talent wise just not playing well um like you know like we said earlier uh, unless someone at Exor has turned on a tap and or somebody, you know, somebody that makes a whole lot of money is on his way out of the team, there, there isn't that much money to immediately fix things. All right. Last question here from at Juventino underscore BNA. Is Weston McKinney going to be utilized in the Legri system or will he become a casualty to, I like this, new coach who dis? uh the kids these days (laughs) i i think that that's really interesting and i do think that i do think that mckinney would have a place in allegri's tactics i think that he makes those kind of forward runs into the box that were really instrumental for allegri for the allegri teams back when sammy could before sammy kadiri's body betrayed him and started and started breaking down like those runs that that Kadira made into the channel to support uh, to support the attack. He'd get up for headers. He'd he'd be available as an outlet in the box. Like those were really important for for the like the 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 post Pogba Allegri teams until Kadira's body just stopped wanting to play. So I really think I really think that that could and that is a specialty of. You know, when McKenney was playing his best football this season before he got hurt, that was the, that was the hallmark of what he was doing so well. So I really do think that McKenney could be a really big piece of the team if you, you know, if he's employed in that kind of a role. Yeah, I completely agree. I think, you know, that type of high energy, um, young player as well, and just disciplined uh, t- tactically disciplined player uh, like McKenny, I think it would be very useful for a, a Legri type of system. So yeah, I 100% think. And yeah, I mean, I imagine McKenny will stay dr- barring any dramatic um, circumstances. So uh, yeah, I'm all for it. Especially because, you know, I think McKenny, he's just such a, the one thing he definitely showed this season is like he's just such a flexible guy like he's just such an adaptable guy i think he can play pretty much anywhere so 
you know, a, a smart, flexible coach like Allegri, I'm sure he will find some minutes under him for sure. Whether he comes back to that form we saw from him earlier this year where he looked really, really good, who knows? But he's definitely going to find some playing time. I mean, Allegri is the type of guy who found playing time for like Mario Lemina and Tomas Rincon and who knows. So, you know, I mean, he, he's definitely going to find minutes for McKinney. <laughs> Those are names of... Of, uh, of throwback variety there, Sergio. Yesteryear, many years ago. Don't we remember that? Oh, actually, sir, before we close, uh, speaking of generation, holding on to old generations, I was just looking at the starting lineup of uh, Argentina against Chile, and oh, blimey, Chile are really holding on to that one generation of players. I mean, they're still playing Claudio Bravo, Mauricio Isla, Gai Medel, uh, Charles Arangis, Alexis Sanchez, Eduardo Vargas. I mean, they are holding on to that generation. So I guess we're not the only ones. And that's with Arturo Vidal coming down with COVID-19. So he yes, would have been there as well. For sure, yeah. All righty. On that note, we will wrap things up. Thank you all for your Twitter questions. We always appreciate them. And now that it is the off season, also known as transfer rumor season, I'm sure we will be looking to the uh, trans the transfer rumors looking to the Twitter questions for a, a little a little sanity knowing how much craziness there is about to be for the next couple of months and also in case you guys haven't seen there's a whole lot of, of football going on this summer so there's not going to be a lack of things to talk about by any means as Max Allegri 2.0 gets going here so as I mentioned, oh, wait, I just, I think the Italian under 23 team just got another red card. Is, that's right. That's right. That's right. Uh, if you want to send us Twitter questions, feel free to send it to us at Juventus Nation on Twitter. You can follow us on there and on Facebook, search black and white and red all over. Same search name for us on your favorite podcasting platform. If you do listen to us on iTunes feel free, or Apple Podcasts, feel free to leave us a rating and a review. So for Sam and for Chucks and for Sergio, this is Danny saying thank you very much for listening and we'll talk to you guys again next week. 